0: amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. I'm Petey Ray, your man with no plan, and I will not tell you if I'm secretly listening to Mars Volta in the background to prepare for record breakers, because what are you, my dad? Here with me, as always, is my tag team partner, my friend, my co-conspirator, uh David Jeffrey David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. How you doing, DJM?
1: P. D Rave, I just expended all of the energy I had with our little intro. Yes. I'm I'm a little blown up now because <laughs> I've been working on my website all weekend and A three K, but you know what? We've we've still got some wrestling to talk about. We're we've gonna talk some- about ICW from Scotland.
0: Yes, we've got some fun fun wrestling to talk about insane championship wrestling uh specifically the event fear and loathing 7 uh and it's funny we i had a, a quite a few events to talk that I could pick from uh and I could pick one like I- I easily because for $6 uh for $6 I had access to all of uh Insane Championship Wrestling's catalog for streaming They have their own network, uh, which is fun. And I had this. I had several other events. I actually was, it was between this and their most recent event called Liu Kang Wins, uh, which contributed to to a couple of disappointments in switching over to this event. One, I'll apologize for now. And the other one we'll talk about when a certain hilarious manager comes up in conversation. One, I'll apologize to DJM right now. Uh because I did a Scottish wrestling event and it doesn't have Nikki Storm. DJM, I am sorry for that.
1: In in most cases I would bring that up as a as a grievance, but this time around I'm I'm pretty much okay with it because I think ICW, the Fear and Loathing number seven, the biggest event in Scottish wrestling, uh they they covered their bases pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh but we have of course it's a fanny it's not the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast without our guests. DJM, who do we got on the docket today?
1: Well, first off, coming to us from the great state of Oklahoma, the stormy sooner herself, Natalie Surgeon. Natalie, welcome back.
2: Good evening, gentlemen. How's Good it going?
1: evening, Natalie. Thanks again. Also coming to us from somewhere on the left coast, because I don't exactly remember where jvz jerry Vinn, what's going on jv
3: it changes so I don't... <laughs> it
0: varies
1: i know you you are in transit so yes i left that open-ended open-ended
0: uh of course we have some fantastic guests and i'll ask you guys i'll start with you jvz what expectations did you have of any of like uh of this event or this promotion
3: um i had never heard of insane championship wrestling before so none Um, except, uh, I did notice, uh, Drew Galloway was on the, uh, on headlining. So I kind of knew a little bit of what to expect from him, but, um, but other than that, uh no expectations, maybe the name kind of conveys that, you know, this was going to be a a bit more energetic than the average show. But, uh, Mm -hmm. other than that no expectations.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and Natalie, <laughs> and Natalie what, what what did you expect? Did you have any expectations of this or any knowledge of this uh, promotion?
2: I had heard about them. It basically, um, kind of being touted as the second coming of ECW, which, I don't know, I think we're on the 20 or 21st promotion that's supposed to do that. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I had never watched any, you know, any matches or, uh, obviously I knew, uh, some of the names from, you know, WWE and, uh, other fabulous places like that. But, um, so I really didn't know what to expect, except that it was supposed to be ECW-like.
0: hmm Uh, yeah, it was kind of, I would say... It had a little bit of an, a similar vibe and energy, but, uh, it was. Definitely- I will
1: say, PD, that for me, ICW coming in and going out, it was uniquely Scottish. Yes. And, and <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. Yes. And I, I can possible. definitely understand why people would compare it to ECW, uh, in, in its heyday, the original ECW because it definitely had that kind of vibe. Uh, if you watched ECW on TV, if you attended any ECW shows during the late 90s, it definitely had that kind of rebellious, anti-corporate, anti-culture, counterculture vibe, while still maintaining a very uniquely Scottish charm. And I found that to be very endearing. Uh, also it had Drew Galloway, uh, recent TNA signee Grado and Kaylee Ray. So I, I was definitely intrigued. I was, I was, I was coming into this very intrigued yes. because I, I enjoy, uh, when pro wrestling is a little bit edgier. I know I said when we talked about, uh, what were they called? Freelance in Chicago. Yeah. That that I didn't like when things got a little controversial, but I, I really enjoyed how rebellious and how unmainstream this felt. It, it yes. felt like it felt like being on a metal show almost, and I appreciated yes. that.
0: Um, and one of the, I think, it, it, I don't know if I'm going to say it was the the in the beginning. I want to say in the head of the show, we had one of the great moments of like us versus them uh with uh the big uh i guess the booker the the big one of the commentators no one of the Mark bookers Dallas. Of the...
1: Mark Dallas the Mark the Dallas. of insane championship wrestling who is definitely doing a a healthy mix of uh, i would say Scrooge McDuck and Paul Heyman <laughs> yes and which it is was wonderful absolutely wonderful Mark Dallas was fantastic here He came yeah. out when the show went live Well actually was it Mark Dallas That started started it out or was it Blake Kirkwood
0: uh, w- uh, Blake, Blake fucking Kirkwood
1: <laughs> Billy, uh, Billy fucking Kirkwood
0: Billy fucking Kirkwood uh, Started the, way, the
1: show th- Those are the only Scottish accents we're going to be doing This episode <laughs> yes. We uh, don't want to okay. be those obnoxious Americans That do Scottish accents We're not going to do that
0: I mean, except for when I talked about Wee Man. Uh, <laughs> except for this, and when you talked about we Man, I'll, I'll leave it to that. Uh, but Billy Billy Kirkwood introduced the show, and then we had Mark Dallas come out, uh, and he and this the great us versus them moment of them he talking kid about how
1: the total Paul Heyman us versus them Vince McMahon can go eat hot Cheetos this is ICW, this is the ICW Mafia, this is the biggest show, Scottish wrestling, British wrestling, this is awesome, and of course the crowd ate it up, and I will admit, as someone who has never been a, a, I guess you could say, diehard WWE fan, I've never been on Team WWE, I eat this up every <laughs> single time. And
0: I yes. loved it. It was yeah, so it fun. Was the, the big crux of it was the fact that uh, at the time, because this was a, a little while ago, it was uh, late into last year, uh, we, the release of the WWE Network UK version was su- su- suspiciously set at the same time that uh, ICW's own VOD uh, service, uh, which we took advantage of and, and we enjoyed, uh... Uh, partook in, part- patroned, uh, you would say, uh, at the same time as that. And they decided, well, you know what? We're going to do our event at the same time as theirs. We're going to have battle mania, uh, at the same time as WrestleMania, which is what they're going to plan in, in a couple of weeks at the same time, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, Barrow mania at the barrel Uh, and that's awesome. Like, you know, us versus them is so, such a great it's moment. It's
1: wonderful. And and they they sold out the Barrowwoods, so it was they were saying at least sixteen hundred people, which is which for an indie show anywhere, let alone Scotland is awesome.
0: Alright, let's get our let our guests talk. What what, what was your impression uh, your first impressions of like the vibe and like even just this first moment uh with uh Billy Cuckwood and uh and Mark Dallas? Uh J V? Oh J V Z?
3: Um, it kind of ties into what you guys were saying. Like this is kind of, it It definitely seemed to me like it was kind of its own culture in a way where like these guys, you know, are, are very, very enthusiastic fans. That crowd of 1600 made a, a lot of noise and, uh, you know, a, not just a lot of noise, but they were all synced up as well. And, uh, you know, their chants, their, uh, you know, everything down to, you know, their responses to the ring announcer announcing how many falls there <laughs> yes. were in the match. Uh oh, yes. know, it, it definitely seemed like its own culture. In in a way it almost felt you know even exclusive. Like it it, it yeah. you kinda of had kind of have had to have grown up in this culture in order to be a part of it, it seemed like um, yeah. Just, I mean, because it seemed very different to me, um, but also in a way, like even though I'm looking as an outsider, you know, you kind of just have to tip your hat and respect just how much of their own heart and soul that they put into um, it, that they put into cheering for yeah. their promotion that is distinctly theirs.
0: Yeah, it, it was just a fun environment. And you, you know, like I said, you start with the first match, and of course, you had the. And, and great I enough. will
1: say that that I've had the pleasure of attending indie shows that felt like this, and it, when you're in that crowd and you're caught up, it's it's truly something that is a, on another level of fun. Yeah, you really do feel like you're part of something.
3: Yeah, yeah, you the, start the sort with of the... thing where you're telling people that, yeah, you just kind of you've had you you've got to be there. In order to yeah. really get what it's about.
0: Yeah, you start with the first match, uh, where you you have the announcer, and that's the first match that it's set to a one fall. And everybody announces one fall. Uh, and you had the IHCW 0G title match. Uh, you had the champion Kenny Williams defend against Kid Fight. Uh, Joe Hendry, who has the best theme ever. Uh, what and was his playing theme? the, uh, playing the role of catcher as Big Damo. Uh Joe Hendry is uh is the one where it's all the lyrics are Joe Hendry here for the good of IC double, you uh me and you. And it was like Joe Hendry Um uh, and, and, and the crowd was
1: really into it. They they were singing <laughs> along, waving their hands side to side. They're yeah, they seem to be into it.
0: Yes. Uh it was a fun moment. Uh, it it's just the best theme uh I love the little like uh uh like little preface to it and of course then like last but not least we had big damo in the role of catcher uh <laughs> in the zero g title match um Natalie what did you think of the opening contest
2: um the well first to go back to the the earlier point yes it was very um you know a small yet motivated fan base can make the world of difference uh with indie wrestling or what whatever you know medium we're talking about but um so that set basically set the tone they they were almost you know um aggressively exclusive like we're not going to you know you know do any world building we're gonna, we're just going to jump right into it this is what we are and here we go so I thought the first match was um kind of basically again embodied everything that we were going to to see um I thought it was an excellent match um, you know um I thought this is not more along the lines of production than the match itself, but I mean it was a really good production value you weren't you didn't feel like you were missing you got that many competitors in the match. Um you didn't feel like you were missing anything, which sometimes happens you know when you've got limited shots, but I enjoyed it so
0: yeah they had they had good camera work uh they 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 do well with their with their production value 'cause they they are the beautiful thing is that though this is in a one of our national promotions that we know of this is one of the big promotions in Scotland <laughs> like this and, is and the, in the
1: u k in general
0: they're, in the they're one of the bigger in promotions
1: in all of the UK.
0: So they they, uh, they have a little bit of the clout and the money to do that, so it, it really shows, but they still have that, that you know, small town, small business, you know, grassroots vibe, and, and you know, with the personality, and, and yeah, the production value is pretty on point. And a nice higher G uh, opening contest. JVZ, what, what did you think of, of the opening contest?
3: Um. So at this point, this is like, I'm still kind of recovering from just the the jarring nature of, I like, get, this show is so different than some of the others. Well, everything that you guys have had me watch is different in its own way, but this was, um, I, I think, you know, in between the, um, the Scottish accents and trying to adjust to that and then, um, the, um, just the the energy of the crowd and you know the start of the show and and all that it's kind of you know just the fact that this that this match like every other opening indie show match is you know the cluster F match like that actually kind of brought it back for me where it' was just like this this is what I'm familiar with. They're gonna get a bunch of people all in one match together and uh, and. Uh, uh wrestle for some championship that sounds like it is a one that is designated for high flyers in yeah. a way
0: for um, high action. Um, it's like, it would be like their, it X is division. their quote
1: unquote X division title.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, not an actual weight division, which again allows for them to include big demo in there. Yeah. Like I said, in the role of catcher, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it was you know nice, good energy uh to this match, right? Right, Deeds. A nice, good opening, high energy match, right, Deeds?
1: Right, Petey. This this was, as I always say, an important opening match. And if the crowd wasn't hot already, this this definitely would have been a better catalyst. Uh, Kenny Williams. Uh, I definitely see why he's the champion. He he seems like that guy. Yeah. Uh, same with Joe Henry uh though those two were the guys that stood out to me the most
0: yeah and uh the the Kenny Williams with his bouffant of a hairdo <laughs> and his tight pants and the and the and the uh not technically actually automatic zipping <laughs> shoes uh, that you wish they were bringing out the the hoverboard um and then like i will say that the one odd thing and i imagine everybody noticed was the fact that they did care about, you know, unlike other promotions, they did care about copyright infringement, only yeah. so much that they would mute the shows.
1: Not everybody had a theme song. Yeah, at this, least not to
0: actually,
3: us. <laughs> this is actually the, like I, I had heard before about things like that happening, um, you know, for good legal reasons. Um, but this is the first show that you guys have had me watch where this has actually happened where. Yeah. I just was all of a sudden sitting there in 5 minutes of silence.
1: We we've <laughs> hit this strange point in the world of wrestling where theme songs and entrance music used to mean so much and now it's either something totally generic or it's an actual song that'll that will be cut out. So we've reached this really strange point with theme music to where it's almost like it doesn't matter anymore. But but in a lot of ways it can. And we're going to get into that later tonight when we talk about Grado. Yes. Let's Uh, let's move on to the next one. Let's move on
0: to the next contest. We had a two out of three falls match, uh, which threw the crowd for a loop. (laughs) (laughs) Threw the crowd for a loop. Uh, And to the delight of the announcer, uh, we had an intergender two out of three falls match. We had Stevie Boy uh, teaming up with Kaylee Ray, taking on liam thompson and carmel jacob uh you are familiar with kaylee ray right deej
1: i am also Petey. is it just me or is the world of indie wrestling doing a lot more intergender wrestling uh, matches angles feuds lately is it just me or is that happening a lot more in the last five or six months
0: Yes, I think it's something that has been, uh, ramping up at least for like a couple years, but yeah, it's been like something that's super prevalent.
1: Really, in the last five or six months, it's been happening a lot more frequently.
0: Uh, especially with the world's cutest tag team out there. I was just gonna say,
1: it's, it, you know, it's partly because of the success of Candace LeRae and Joey Ryan, uh, Kimberly, uh, and, and a lot of others that will, also the guys as well and have mixed tag team matches. It just seems like that's ramping up a lot more on the indies. And yes. well, here we are. Here we are.
0: Yes. Uh, of course, Stevie, Bo- Stevie boy, uh, f- uh, at this point, temporarily not, but, uh, normally of the Bucky boys. We'll talk about it after, you know, at the end of the match, the big reveal, uh, managed by a wee man who was absolutely delightful.
1: Uh, <laughs> Not to be confused with the Weed Man from Juggalo Championship Wrestling.
0: No. Uh, no. Uh, but Weed Man was fantastic. He was hilarious on, on, you know, announcing the teams. Uh, and the one disappointment of switching from Liu Kang Wins to this, the other one, other than, you know, losing Nikki Storm was the fact that on that one, during his introduction, uh, he uttered the phrase, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> Which was absolutely wonderful and hilarious and was just so beautifully Scottish. Uh
1: I have to say, and, uh, also, he, he was definitely doing something that was a a mix of Ric Flair and Joel Gertner from ECB. Yes, and, Joel Gertner. Uh, again, uniquely Scottish and absolutely wonderful. So, and then with the
0: band Bucky Boys kind of drawing upon the Special K, you know, drawing from the Special K Inkwell. If you remember, if you're back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah. cause I know one of the Bucky Boys is called the King of Ketamine. <laughs> uh, does they, ICW they made, have
1: a wellness policy?
0: I don't think so. No. Probably not. Uh, they are team. Let's get wasted. Uh,
1: and Pro- probably no wellness policy in ICW. No,
0: no, uh, and uh, some fantastic moments. And I love their chant. Here we. Here we here we fucking go. Here we, here we and it's just a beautiful beautiful uh just a vibe. Natalie, well, what did you think of uh the Bucky Boy and Kaylee Ray? You know, in the intergender tag team contest.
2: Um, I think I think it was firstly a, a great match. I mean, the the uh teamwork basically of you know both teams. You could tell this is not their first rodeo. Um, you know, the hot tags, you know, the crowd was already hot, but they were, you know, really into this match. Uh, intergender matches are kind of tricky because you always have to walk that line of it not turning into like a, you know, a lifetime movie television event in the middle of the ring. You've got to book it so, you've got to book it so, you know, everybody has their, you know. The guys and the girls have their moment, so to speak, or else it just gets a little, a little too um, like, what exactly am I watching here? But they walk that line perfectly, and it was an entertaining match. And it was like, oh, by the way, yes, it's an intergender match, but it wasn't, you know, something that tripped anybody up. So.
1: Uh, right, uh, again, I've said before, I, I was really happy to see Kaylee Ray on this show. I, I enjoy the work of her that I've seen. Uh, Stevie Boy was, was, he had the crowd behind him all the way. And I want to say, their opponents in this match, Liam Thompson and Carmel Jacob, they were, I was not expecting uh, anybody in this show to get a whole lot of, I, I guess you could say heat. But they they did a really good job of really getting the crowd against them. So yeah. uh, all of this top to bottom was really really good. Uh, Jv, uh, the intergender match, uh, did you check it out? What'd you think? Um, first of all, the
3: one way you can tell it's a really good intergender match is that you know, um, you know, through you don't really realize. I mean, of course you know, but you don't remember that it's an intergender match until maybe three quarters of the way through the match. And, uh, you know, just because it, it just plays out like a regular match. Um, and, uh, you know, it, um, like Natalie was saying, it's, you know, they, they walked the line of, uh, of, you know, trying to keep it at least, um, you know it's combat between men and women but it's not you know like a, a total beat down and uh it's you know, I, I think they, they did a really good job of that and uh you know showcasing the the uh, acrobatic talents of the female wrestlers as well as just the general in ring talent um, and focusing more on the wrestling and less on the uh Less on the, uh, brute force combat. And I think yeah. they did a really good job. There's really good flow between, um, essentially all, four, b- between each one of the wrestlers in the ring and all the, uh, and the other three wrestlers in the ring. I think everybody worked yeah. really well together.
0: Yeah. Um, like, uh, it goes, it, it, it again, the, 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 uh, beauty of, you know, depending on who the wrestler is, uh, who the female wrestler is, is that if they are, Undersides, like many of them are the, just the idea that they, what they lack is weight and leverage. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing they lack weight and leverage. Uh, they, you know, depending on where they came from, they, they, they're trained tough. They've been through the business, you know, they're in the same business. They've been through the same training. They're just as tough as the rest of them. They just lack weight. And leverage. And then you can work that into the, you know, natural story. They do that with Rey Mysterio. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, 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 uh. He's Rey Mysterio Jr. again. He's oh, yeah. Mysterio Jr. Now that uh, he's returned to Triplea, he's back in Did he, in, did he get his AAA. knees
0: back? Did he get his knees back?
1: No. Um, maybe. I mean, you know how things are in Mexico. They, they might have found him some knees.
0: They might have. <laughs> <laughs> they might've, he might have uh, been given new knees by, you know. Did, did you see
1: the, the press conference they had with his return? No. Like, they did this photo op because they're holding, like, this big trios tournament uh, in Guadalajara, and, and the team representing AAA will be Rey Mysterio Jr., Mr. C's, uh, the man WWE fans remember will remember as the original Sin Cara, and the current AAA Mega Campeon. Uh, Alberto El Patron. So, yeah, Triple A. Triple A, man. Gotta keep Reclaiming an eye on Triple A.
0: Yeah, Triple A. Reclaiming their guys. Uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, like the, you know, the, the, the idea of this intergender champion, you know, intergender, uh, contest, uh, turned into kind of a beatdown. And then we had the re, re- uni- reunification of the Bucky Boys, uh, which was fun and a fun moment. Uh, did you guys love Wee Man as much as I did? Uh,
3: I mean, for me, not so much, just cause I guess I've seen that sort of thing so many yes. times, you know, with the little person being used as the comic person. And, uh, so I, maybe it was just, I, I wouldn't was say did, it was well, one too that many. Was, many that times. Was the but just, the just nothing new yeah. for me.
0: Yeah, well, the actual Wee Man, the 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 not the little dude, the not Bucky the little dude,
1: but the uh, dude, dude the that beginning. came out with the Bucky Boys, the the team in red, the, their manager. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, the skinny right. guy I'm with, the, with so. the Scottish <laughs> his accent. Name,
1: his <laughs> name was Wee Man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we're not talking about Wee Man from Jackass, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Natalie, did, did did you enjoy Wee Man as much as I did?
2: I I did I did the you know. Yes, that shtick is um, even his shtick is older than the hills. You know, Uh the manager that runs his mouth, you know, twenty four seven. And yeah, there were sh- there were definite shades of, you know, um, you there know some, all there those some great flair. great managers. There, the, some yeah, there well, was the there some Flair. Joel Joel flair thing. Flair. Yeah. You know, was, the ghetto wonderful. fabulous version of the Ric Flair promo was appreciated by this, uh, <laughs> Flair fan, so. It,
1: it <laughs> was, it was Scottish Ric Flair. Scottish, Scottish Ric Flair. Scottish
0: Ric Flair with a little bit of Molly. Just turn it just 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 a, just just a bit. dose of Molly. Just a dose of Molly. Uh. <laughs> no, yeah, in a, no wellness policy if you have No wellness policy. Uh, at least not, at least not for, for, for recreational drugs. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, moving on from this contest to a little bit more of a serious contest, uh, a little bit more of a, a different kind of contest. a six man tag, I believe. Yes. Six man tag. We had the new age click, uh, taking on the Sumerian death squad, uh, this was an interesting con, this is an interesting team up and some interesting competitors, right, Deej? That's
1: two drinks, everybody, by the way. Yes. And this was pretty enjoyable, I would say. It was, it was intense. It, it was a, it was a good fight. Uh, and I, I was, I was pretty well satisfied with it. And it seemed like this was not the end. Even though this looked to be the the big uh, build up to the the conclusion, it looks as though this this will continue, which which was pretty awesome. It was it was a, a good fight.
0: Fighter. uh, yes, you know, I'm good. You know, good moments. The debut of I keep, I, and I was looking up his name, Mikey Whiplash, the Re the read, no, not debut, but the return. Of somebody former that was ICW a,
1: heavyweight champion. Like former
0: ICW heavyweight champion. And, you know, by, by his looks, also kind of a old school, uh, world of sport grappler guy. You know, you wouldn't think that I'd like looking at him, but that was, that's his like main style. Uh, and I, I got a chance to actually see him one on one that he is definitely has a very cool, interesting, you know, he busts up the cravats, you know, Oh, curvats. he does
1: world of sport style. Cause, yes. Cause you know, I, I love me some world of sport. You know that, PD. <laughs> yes. So I'm, uh, you, you can send me a link or two later. So, so yes. I want to, uh, want to check him
0: out. Uh, you can see him on, like I said, Liu Kang wins. Uh, yeah, good competitor. Sumerian Deskwell had a very cool, like, look to them. Uh, intense look. And, uh, we had the New Age Click who are pretty, pretty cool and, uh, energetic. Uh, Natalie, what did you think of this six man
2: contest? Well, you can uh yeah, the Sumerian Death Squad, I I, I firstly I love that name. Um I like, you know, uh, some indie fans, or at least they back in the, you know, Stone Age when I was watching it more, you know, uh, religiously, didn't like it when they got to, you know, WWE ish with the creative you know, entrances or whatnot, but I, you know, I'm like, you no, know, that's part, that's part of every aspect of pro wrestling. So, and they did it, you know, uh, I don't know if, uh, w- you know, someone coming out to where is my mind being sung, uh, at every event is going to work, but I liked it. So, and even if you, you just knew, like, just by the crowd's reaction of that body bag opening and you're like, I don't know this guy, but that doesn't matter because they know who this guy is. Uh, and like the roof kind of just blew off the place. Um, as far as the match itself, it was, you know, typically kind of chaotic, but (laughs) you know, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Uh, it did what it was supposed to do. Um, some insane spots. Um, and I agree. It's like, yeah, this is the quote unquote the end, but not really the end. So. So, who knows? I'm sure nobody would be, you know, upset if they're like, yeah, we're going to do this at whatever event the next nice, event is. So.
0: Nice ramping up of the feud. I think, right. uh, you know, making you think it's going to be the the feud ender, but you know, instead it ramps it up. Uh, takes it up to another level. Uh, JBZ, what did you think of the contest?
3: Um, first of all, with the entrances, I have to agree. Um, the you know, it, it's kind of an interesting twist on the, you know, bring the Undertaker to the ring in a coffin type of thing where, um, where this time they, they, they brought Mickey Whiplash in on a, inside a body bag. And so I had never seen that before. That was, that was new and interesting to me. And, and, you know, the crowd exploding, um, you know, th- that just kind of hammered, and hammered home the point for me that, you know, this is a really important person. It's a really big deal that he's back. Uh,
1: also, I, I wanted to say, Billy Kirkwood, this was one of those moments where he really did a good job of, of telling the story of how important it was uh, during this moment. And, and he did a good job of that the whole show, I believe. Yeah. And, and yeah. this was one of those moments where it really stood out.
3: Was yeah. he the Billy color
1: Kirkwood.
0: commentator? He uh, was the main guy. Okay. He's your uh, main play-by-play
3: because overall throughout the show, I think the color commentator did a fairly good job of, of, uh, initiating somebody like me that does not know the backstory of what's going on. Uh, yeah. To in, into what's going on in the show. Oh, this guy has been gone since this point when, you know, he was attacked by these other people and, you know, and that's why he's coming out here. That's why he's mad. And then, so everything that you see on the screen makes sense because you know, all that backstory yeah. and, uh, and so, um, yeah, so that yeah, was, was important for me, especially
0: it was some, it was for good. Good. It was good like context. This. It was good commentary and it, it worked well. Yeah. yeah um, and, and
3: as far as the match itself, uh, when you get multiple people teaming up together, I, I for me, what I want to see is wrestling moves that you cannot perform with just one person or, or cannot perform with even just two people since the, this, you know, was a three-on-three tag match and uh so uh, they pulled out a lot of those and that's you know that emphasizes the importance of the fact that you have three three people on a team in this match that makes it more special than a regular tag team match and uh and so they did a really good job of that with uh, a lot of different combo moves Mm -hmm.
0: uh yeah it is fantastic Uh, and a really cool contest, really good moments with all the, all the, you know, all the, the guys going to get into moments, uh, some good competitors, uh, one of which, I don't, I, I'm blanking on his name, but he's the main guy, oh, Dickie Divers, uh, Dickie Divers is another cool competitor, I don't know if you guys got a chance to really get to see what he's about, but he's a pretty darn good, uh, yeah, performer, uh, I'm going to keep referring to the other event I watched. Uh, but he, you know, I had a one, on I uh, got to see him one on one and he was pretty fantastic on his own, uh, Dicky Divers. Uh, I believe at that point he had won the Square Go, which, uh, which is their kind of Royal Rumble of you want to talk about, you want to call it that, uh, only with a better name <laughs> with a it's much their, more fun They're
1: having a go. That's
0: Square name. Goal. Uh, which I, I gotta look up on Urban Dictionary, cause I know it's a thing. Um but yes. Dickie Diver's fantastic, New Age Click fantastic, and, you know, the Timurian Death Squad. Uh, but onto that the takes next, us
1: Onto the next.
0: Onto the next one. We have a one-on-one contest. We have, uh, a nice grudge match, uh, that was, I presume, really well established with their nice, uh, video package, I think, maybe? Because we didn't hear a damn word of it, uh, but we saw it. You know, we could see it, but we didn't hear it because apparently they were using some copyrighted music. But we saw it, uh, and it seemed like they were very, very, very upset about something. Uh, I don't know what. I think maybe involving uh some uh, uh you know uh uh, uh restaurant bill. That somebody was supposed to cover, mm, or split apart. Yeah.
1: you know that's a you big know, like, thing in Scotland. That's a big thing in Scotland.
0: You know, we have multiple people. It's always confusing, like who pays what, who pays. They, it can get they a little bit emotional. You
1: know, I, I know tips? that that is a big thing over in Scotland. So, the, the fact that this was a last man breathing match, uh, which I guess is the Scottish term for last man standing match, last man standing. I, I can I can see how that would have happened.
0: Yeah, at uh, the last second they announced it was a last man standing contest between BT gun and Wolfgang. Uh, not, not our, uh, former guest of the show, Wolfgang. Uh, but in, in uh, Scottish Russell, Wolfgang. Um, BT gun, Wolfgang, last man standing. Uh, JVZ, what did you think of this contest?
3: Uh, first of all, I was thrown a little bit for a loop by the fact that one of the competitors just kind of walked up to the ring announcer and just changed the match stipulations (laughs) on the fly without any agreement from the other competitor.
0: It's Uh, like, I've decided I've decided this is the last man's thing. (laughs) He,
3: he almost slapped the mic out of the ring announcer's hands and, or he he kind of gently pushed it down, but it, it seemed with the gravitas of like, he wanted to just to, slap the mic um, yes. but it uh yeah overall the match itself was very good um and uh you know the ending was a little bit underwhelming because then at that point you realize like everything they just went to was just kind of to kind of move the match up the uh up the ladder of you know of seriousness in Matches so now they they've gone from um from a from a draw finish here to now they've got to settle it in a cage in the at cage. the next event
0: and uh, which which was odd because like they set up the um the cage match like hey you're not going to have your friends to help you around help you out but when nowhere in that match did he have any outside interference <laughs> like, right it, they, that happened
3: it wasn't even interference after the match it was.
0: Like I don't, uh,
3: nobody attacked each other after the match. It was just, they, kind just,
0: of, they just checked on their guy and made sure he was yeah. okay. And there was a little t- intensity. That's but it. You know what? <laughs> we're getting a cage match. So that's yeah. all that matters. We're getting a cage, we're match. getting
1: a cage match.
0: Uh, which Dang, they the had at, at the square goal, <laughs> uh, which I need to check out. But yeah, we had, it set up the cage match as a square goal. But yeah, as you were saying, Jbz.
3: Uh I mean, and with the performance that both these guys put in in this match, I think um, I think everybody in the arena was rightfully excited to have them go at it again
0: in the steel
1: cage inside the uh, 15 foot high
0: steel cage. Yeah. Uh, Natalie, what what, what did you think of the contest?
2: Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I do agree that the whole, like, the, you know, when they went home, so to speak, uh, you could clearly tell, okay, they're setting it up for, uh, you know, the cage match, but the match itself, I mean, I mean, anytime you see, uh, this Wolfgang dude is a looks like a very large dude. So if he's going airborne, something bad is going to happen yes. <laughs> to either him or the person he's landing on or both. Ooh. Um so yeah, I mean they did what all like quote unquote last man standing or last man breathing in this case. Uh you know, all the chops, all the, you know, crazy, you know, um the brutality so to speak um and yeah it did kind of because you could see the video package but as somebody who's not following this it's like doesn't really matter because it's the last man breathing match apparently they're very irritated at each other for some reason so Mm -hmm. um but yeah that that
1: is scotland so (laughs) it could have just happened like a week ago yeah
0: you know, Scotland's and their natural enemies, you know, Brits and Scots, you know, Irish and, well, Irish Scots, and, Scots, and Scots, Scots
1: and Scots. Scots and other Scots because the Scots ruined Scotland.
0: Damn Scots, they ruined Scotland. Uh <laughs> um but yeah, it was it was uh, it was a nice fun butt whooping, a <laughs> nice little uh tussle, a nice little uh, barn burner of a match. A
1: Donnybrook
0: if you a Donnybrook. Will if you wheel can, can I just say uh, I,
3: in this case I mean it was a last man standing match but usually when I'm watching last man standing matches I mean most of my stuff comes from the WWE so it, it's you know maybe there's a reason why I only see it play out this way but it, it's always you know the the match gets taken outside of the ring and then they throw all kinds of weapons at each other and um, you know, they just kinda tear each other to shreds using using weapons, using things that are outside of the ring. And for the majority of this match, they And I will say they, Mance...
1: I think the reason that this didn't happen in this match uh is because a lot of that did happen in the main event. So yeah. they might have yeah. been saving that for the main event. Yeah, I mean, that that might have been
0: instructed, like, you know, it's like we've got we've got these guys, so let's not kind of like how they technically uh when they had that Nitro or that pay-per-view at that I don't remember the hotel with the pool they told everybody else not to jump in the pool cuz they were going to do the pool spot uh and I forget who it was that I, I did the pool spot early kind of killing that moment uh but it was kind of like that uh I don't know why brought yeah. that up let's get yeah, back to the I,
3: conversation. I, I think they I mean w- given those restrictions um I think they did a really good job of essentially conducting a last man standing match with only a steel chair as the yeah. only foreign object used in the match, I think, from what I remember. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just using wrestling, using, uh, you know, these two people that are very, very angry at each other are tearing each other to bits using just their bare hands. Just and their
0: pure only got, Scottishness.
3: Only just when it got really serious did one of them to finally resort to going out of the ring and bringing in a steel chair so i mean that was that was uh a bit different and i I think i liked that twist
0: yeah and it was cool Uh, i was cool donning brook it was a cool like barn burner uh and then it transitions well into the uh tag team title contest uh we had paul london and brian kendrick uh, defending the ICW Tag Team Championships against Polo Promotions, uh, the team of Jackie, not Johnny Polo, uh, and Mark Coffee. Um, it's Jackie Polo, not Johnny Polo, though the guy, I, I, is it just me or does Jackie Polo give you a young Scott Leapy vibe in his look? I imagine that, that might have been. You think
1: that was by design?
2: <laughs> yes, I, th- I think so. He's, he's, he's got a little, yeah. He's got that vibe going on. So
0: he's got that young Scott Levy look, uh, uh, only, only with, with, with old Scott Levy's weight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But what was that? Like 25 years ago? (laughs) Yes. Uh, but Also, London and Kendrick. Yay! Yay!
0: Uh, these guys are fantastic. Paul London wandering into the audience and getting lost. <laughs> and Brian Kendrick starting the contest without him because of is like, that,
1: that, what, that's what happens.
3: I mean, okay. So th- at this point, like I've kind of held off on complaining about the muting up until this point, um, just because you know I, I know it's necessary. But this is for me. This was where it really wrecked things because you know Paul London just kind of went off and started climbing stuff. And, I noticed this too. and I, noticed I, I noticed had too. no idea why. And so like the muting, I don't like not having the music. Yeah, th- that's fine. And you know, your point earlier about, um, you know, ring entrance music kind of not being a big deal anymore does stand, but it's to me, the muting, what, what really hurt the show with the muting was not, the lack of music, but the lack of commentary during the entrances, because that's where they explain like what's going to happen in this or like why these two people are fighting, um, you know, and in this case why Paul London was wandering off into the crowd for no reason and uh, seemingly no reason
1: to (laughs) person. Generally I, I, I thought the same thing you did because I'm sure, uh, Billy Kirkwood was explaining why, Paul London was wandering off into the crowd, but I, I just thought to myself, you know what? It's Paul London. He's he's kind of not normal. He's gonna do that. Yes, he's and then he came hard. back. If you've seen him in PWG or in other places, he'll he'll do that. You know, he he created the Danger Bees with yes. Brian Danielson,
3: <laughs> and, so and he, the
1: Dolphins.
0: <laughs> and right.
3: unfortunately, I haven't. And so, as a new potential long-term customer they kind of lost me on that because you know i i they had a chance to help me get to know one of the wrestlers on their show and they were not able to do that so that's Mm kind of the same thing that i harp on every single time i come on the show Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah, that, and I, mean, and I that's
1: love that his relationship with Brian Kendrick, uh, since they've been tag teaming now for for quite a while now, is just at the point where Brian can just go in the ring and just start the match without him and just say, "Yeah, he'll he'll get here eventually." Yes, <laughs> he'll be he'll, yeah. get which here. he'll just, be fine. Which just goes to show you, with as with as out there as Brian Kendrick is, as we've all seen over the years, from when he was an ROH Spanky and then. In WWE in various incarnations, his tag team partner Paul London was always just a little bit weirder,
0: <laughs> which is saying a lot. Uh, Natalie, what did you think of the the, the tag team championship contest?
2: Yeah, to echo, because I just figured you know that was you know him being a weirdo uh, <laughs> and wandering off, N- but it knowing kind of
1: knowing wrecked. Paul London, yes. <laughs>
2: But, uh, excellent tag team match. Um, if there is is one, it's improved, but it's still kind of pitiful as far as the tag team scene at the, you know, in the WWE. So it was nice to see, oh, look, actual tag team wrestling. Um, cause London and Kendrick, you know, there's, you know, we could go on and on about, you know, how talented they are. Um, so I thought the match was great. I thought the, you know, um, the eventual title change, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, I'm sure these guys have got to go to go home or to whatever new, you know, uh, indie place to set up shop. But um, I think that speaks, though, to build the brand, to bring in these quote unquote imports uh, that, like. Casual wrestling fans are probably going to be like, "Yeah, I know those names." Um, I think that can only help the promotion. Not to do it too much because that can also bite you in the butt. But um.
1: I, I can say that ICW does not do this very often. And the the last guy that could have quote unquote be kind of be considered an import, but not really, because he's from Ireland, uh, was a guy by the name of Fergal Devitt uh ICW was one of his his less independent shows before he uh became who we now know as Finn Balor. Mm. So so they they do that sparingly. Although I'm not really sure you could call Fergal Devitt an import in yes. in a promotion that's based in the UK. Yeah. Petey, what what import? do you think?
0: Technically
1: is, uh, he, he was always more of a New Japan guy, yeah. kind of like how London and Kendrick are. Well, can you call them WWE guys? Because they really got their start in Ring of Honor more than anyone yeah. else.
2: Well, I'm talking about a larger like. If you ask, yeah, sure,
1: uh, sure, sure, sure.
2: You know, uh, yeah, I'm well, yeah, well aware. Don't of
1: mind us. We're being indie nerds. We're yeah. being yeah. Nerds. <laughs> so We're, for people, I mean, for people like that me. Is that
0: mm-hmm. is that canon on that was it that? Novel. Um, does that novel? Although I don't continue?
1: know, uh, London and Kendrick never tag teamed in ROH because because Paul London actually got signed really early. He got signed before Punk, actually. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, that
0: makes sense. Timeline fits. Uh but yes, you know, a really cool, interesting kind of use of those guys. And then the Polo promotion guys were were actually pretty fun. Uh Jackie Polo. Uh, you know, Scott Levy, it, it resembles the side was pretty, did pretty well in the ring. Uh, and with his persona and Mark Coffee, uh, he formerly teaming with his, uh, brother Coffee, uh, was, was fantastic. And, and this had, it was a pretty cool, like, little tag team championship match. Uh, and it did well. And then it led into, uh, I think, yeah, this is the, this led into the post-match. Lionheart promo, you know, you had, uh, Jackie Polo, uh, taunting one, uh, Lionheart and his neck injury, uh, trying to kind of make it personal, and we had Lionheart come out and truly make it personal, uh, with a really kind of cool, uh, prom- promo and moment. Uh, what did the deed, what did you think of the promo, and we'll ask the, the, the guests.
1: I was kind of caught off guard by it because, it seemed like Lionheart was cutting a promo on himself. Yes. And talking about his, his life transgressions and, and the things that he's done. Uh, but then kind of putting it back in, in Jackie Polo's face, telling him to get his act together and then punching him in the face when he lied about not being medically cleared, which really got the crowd excited. Which, oh, you know, yes. that, that was, it was, at its core, it was a great promo. And um, it did exactly what it needed to. Yeah, it did exactly what
0: it needed to. What, what uh, I guess, uh, so, Natalie, what, what did you think of the promo? Uh,
2: yeah, I thought it was definitely, you know, when you don't have, you know, uh, intimate knowledge of, of, you know, feuds and everything, and the best thing to do is like watch the crowd, see how they react. And they were all holding their breath, you know, um, because they knew where this was going, and so I think it did its job uh that this is a to be continued rather sooner rather than later so
0: yes uh, i think i think this was set for barrowmania i want to say either that or square go uh I'll look into it, but i think this was set for uh, the upcoming barrowmania event uh jvz did you have uh, thoughts about the the promo um
3: not really, other than I mean for me, the most important thing is in a promo is that I can tell that the person cutting the promo believes it themselves and uh, believes what they're saying, they have confidence in what they're saying um, you know i I don't have any affinity towards any particular style on the microphone just as long as when they talk, they believe it, and because uh, mm-hmm. if they don't believe it then. I'm not going to believe it. And yeah. so, believe uh, it. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, every, not just uh, Lionheart, but pretty much everybody on the show that cut a promo kind of had that, gave off that vibe on the microphone that they, yeah. they were confident. They were, um, they knew what they wanted to say and they were going to come out and say it. And they weren't going to apologize for it.
1: There, there wasn't anybody that was scripted on this show. We'll say, yeah, that not really. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I will say it. it one odd thing: I, the Lionheart. Uh, it was an odd moment when Lionheart came out. Uh, he had these uh, shoulder twitches, where I thought, hmm, "Those shoulder twitches kind of remind me of the Rock. You know, just kind of these shoulder twitches, and just a, a you know, like like are like, yeah." You know. It's hard to, for me to do them, but it, it's very like specific, like.
1: Oh, I, I do that. I do that.
0: Yeah. But like, there's like these specific ones that are very, I, I, I it's hard to really articulate them, but, uh, I, I noticed them there. And then he, after cutting the promo, hits the rock bottom and stands on the rope with kind of a pose that you could see from the rock. And I was like, is he channeling the rock? Is he like becoming, the Scottish, The Rock, uh, cause, uh, I don't was it just me, was it just me that noticed that?
1: Mm, I can't really say, but m- maybe. M- maybe he was trying to uh, do a little bit of the, the people's champion vibe, you know, t- yeah. telling that promo where he he told everything about his life and then getting the people behind him. So, maybe.
0: Maybe. I don't know, it was just something that, that I noticed, uh, the, the odd shoulder twitches. Uh, but moving on to, from that, we had, uh, we had another singles comp. we had a singles competition. Uh, we had one Joe show. Coffee. Yeah. Joe Coffee. One fall, except one fall. Joe Coffee, uh, taking on the Judai himself. Noam Dar. Uh, <laughs> the, the, they have definitely had the interesting intro, for sure. <laughs> Uh, with the Star Wars scrolling text, uh, introducing him, uh, as you know, uh, I don't remember the exact text, but I know he had references to Colt Cabana and had uh nice little jokes about Glasgow and the Barrelins, and had a lot of fun little moments, and of course he was joined to the ring by Yoda.
1: <laughs> uh. I have to say, I I enjoyed Gnome Dar a lot. And I enjoyed this match a lot. This was, this was probably the first very clean wrestling match on this show. That was the one thing that was missing. We had some intergender stuff. We had some hardcore stuff. We had some, some really hated, heated feuds. And this, this seemed to be the first kind of wrestling clean, as Mike Quackenbush once dubbed it, clean, classy, and clever wrestling
0: yes. match and i enjoyed it yeah you know more akin to the kind of the world of sports style and you can you can see it in noam dar that that's like his like home style though he does have a have a good clever wit to him which i like uh in just his uh wrestling style too um jbz what did you think of joe coffee uh versus noam dar
3: um i i think this was probably one of the matches that I enjoyed most on the card um partly because i th- I think in every show that you guys have had me watch this this type of match appears on the card where it's kind of a match of wits between two veterans where you know they they kind of exchange or i mean it's very technical wrestling, but they kind of slowly one up each other throughout the match and um you know, it, when you see that over and over again, maybe that can get a little old, but this time they, they, uh, they kind of added the, the geeky twist to it where, um, where, uh, you know, Joe Coffee had the, um, the Iron Man and the Captain America kind of body
0: paint. No, no, uh, actually the uh, Iron Patriot. Patriot. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still um, no kind of name. Which is still no kind of name compared to War Machine. War Machine is a much better
0: name. But it is the Iron Patriot, though it is connected to Captain America. It is Iron is uh Iron Man is like a it's a separate character. But yeah. yeah. Going on. Also PD. J- and-
1: JB, Natalie. Uh I would say just to make another E C W parallel, would this be considered the Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero portion of the show?
2: Yes. Right. Yes. 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 <laughs> That's what everybody forgets. You know, everybody remembers. You know, Sandman. Remember the
0: Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, uh, and the sticks,
2: And they don't remember the other stuff. They don't remember, they remember that. You know, uh, De
0: Niro, they, These uh,
2: ridiculously amazing matches that would happen. So, uh agreed. Agreed with that assessment.
0: I remember, everybody remembers Tommy, uh, Tommy Rich's, uh, ridiculous dancing, but nobody remembers how good of a wrestler, uh, little Guido was. <laughs> like, they didn't call him the Sicilian shooter for nothing. Like, uh, and not just because he gave himself that name. Uh,
1: but, but I will say overall, I really, really enjoyed this. This was probably my favorite thing on the show, save for the main event.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Natalie, what did you think of the contest?
2: Uh, incredibly enjoyable. Um, again, to echo, you know, Eddie, like the Eddie Guerrero, Dean Belenco portion of our, you know, of this card, if it were a ECW card or Chris Jericho or other people that I can't remember right now. Um, I ate up the whole, uh, Iron Patriot, uh, Star Wars, uh, entrances. I thought those were, even though, again, stupid muting of the music. But you got to, You, you know, they at least, you know, you could tell what was happening. So, um, but yeah, I thought the match, the match itself was excellent. The crowd, you know, because now we're, you know, close to. I don't, you know, don't remember, but I'm sure we've got to be heading up to three hours or close to three hours of wrestling, and they are still into it uh was really that way
1: it really didn't feel like three hours for for me this show really flew by
0: yeah especially the fact that i was able to throw this on my chromecast like very easily and just sit back and watch it it was very like it like it, it was easy watching um and it was very cool and fluid uh, and it occurs to me that we cut off JVC in the middle of his thoughts. So JVZ, what else did you have to say about the contest?
3: I mean, you guys kind of hit pretty, pretty much summed up what I was going to say anyways. And, uh, I mean, just the one thing I would add is just kind of, you know, Yoda getting involved in the match. That was also, you know, I mean, this kind of the, the climax towards the end, but, uh, you know, I think that was a fun little twist to it as well. Um this is um you know you kind of during the entrances you kinda of got the vibe that, oh, this is going to be a silly one. And then it came and then it turned out to be a technical one. And it's oh this is this match and that other match that you're used to seeing on the card. Those two different you know, the the technical match and the comedy match kind of rolled all into one and I think yeah. that's kind of what made this whole thing special.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and I will get a quick Joe Coffee credit that his thing is a constant thing where he is a little bit more serious about his Iron Man persona. Uh, but yeah, it, it is pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah, the Iron Patriot. Uh, and I will say the only reason I corrected Would you- you say Man, he
1: wields that persona with an Iron Fist? Uh, it's a, Get it? It's a, Get it? Cause that's his thing.
0: There was, there was a, I would say there was a stark contrast between these two competitors. (laughs) I don't get it. Uh, nor should you. Um, but this was a fun contest, uh, and it led into more fun, uh, when we finally got the name that many people are now discovering, uh, well, quite a few people are now discovering, uh, thanks to the signing of, on Impact Wrestling, uh, Grado. 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 the one and only, the incomparable, the inimitable, and sometimes incomprehensible, uh, Grado, uh, taking on, uh, the Brit, the, the guest Brit of the evening, of course, the heel Brit of the evening, cause you know, that's how it works, like us know, in Canada.
1: E- England, you know.
0: Yes. Uh, sh- uh, representing House Hufflepuff, uh, Shaw Samuels, and yes, I looked it up to make sure. It was Hufflepuff. <laughs> um, Grado versus Shaw Samuels. Uh, Grado is just fantastic. Uh, you know,
1: Petey, I gotta say, I remember a few months ago, I watched a piece from Vice Magazine on Grado. I, I want to do like a case study on the rise of Grado. Because here we have this guy who could best be called, if you take cult Cabana, Dusty Rhodes, and put them with Peter Capaldi, uh, the, the current incarnation of the Doctor from Doctor Who, and there you go. You have this Scottish, Dusty Rhodes, cult Cabana that is just to to me, just his success story is incredibly fascinating because doesn't appear to be the most fit guy in yes. wrestling, but he does he he is extremely popular in ICW. So popular that he got an audition on TNA's British boot camp. And while I don't if memory serves me, he did not win he still ended up getting signed by TNA uh, and their most recent shows uh, in England. And, and uh, I think they did a show in Glasgow. As a matter of fact, uh, both him and Drew Galloway were, were both uh, signed to TNA full time. And I just find, I find the success of Grado uh, incredibly fascinating. And uh, also coupled with that, the fact that is his entrance mick has been such a, a fascinating news story. Uh, his entrance music, which was unfortunately muted during this show, his entrance music. Uh, Natalie, uh, J.D., are, are you familiar with Grado's entrance music? No. No. Okay. Grado's entrance music. You'll hear a lot of guys in, in wrestling, though, come out to, to rock songs or hip-hop songs. Grado's entrance music, and he gets the crowd to sing along, is Madonna's Like a Prayer. Okay. Now, when he was on British boot camp and eventually got signed by TNA, uh, Madonna kind of put the cease and desist on it that that he couldn't use his song. But then a viral campaign started all over the UK and all over Great Britain with the hashtag Say Yes Madonna. It was covered by the BBC. It was covered by Sky Sports That that, that there was this big campaign and it's still going on to get Madonna to allow Grado to use that song like a prayer for his entrance music uh, in TNA and ICW and all across the UK because he uses that song to, to bring sort of a, a positive vibe, to, to get people happy, uh, as opposed to just about every other res- wrestler that uses some kind of agro-metal song. Uh, he, and again, Grado just... It's an incredibly fascinating story. And just watching this match, it really put it on display. Just the crowd was so fanatically behind him because he is in every sense, even more than Drew Galloway. Grado is the face of ICW. He, he recently won the tag team titles with Colt Cabana, and it was like the biggest thing that had ever happened. Uh, even Drew Galloway's return. Uh, and, uh, Shaw Samuels just, he played his role in this match just so well, being the, the English bastard of a heel, uh, in this, <laughs> Giant crowd in Glasgow and how uh, Billy Kirkwood was talking about how there were all sorts of horrible things being said to Shaw Samuels and how the, they were chanting something distinctly Scottish and just everything about this match was just absolutely phenomenal. It was, it was the art form of pro wrestling. Uh, Natalie, uh, seeing Grado versus Shaw Samuels, uh, were you familiar or had you heard of Grado and, and what did you think of this all around?
2: Uh, no, I was not, uh, familiar, uh, with, uh, with Grado. Maybe I should get familiar, uh, after, uh, after all that intel. Uh, what I wrote down was, very, I wrote it, you know, very old school and, and what I mean by that is the, the match itself had a very simple story to tell you have the big bad versus the baby face and the crowd is so so invested so and does And then it couple the whole be, thing
1: about Scotland and England couple that too put that Yeah in couple
2: too. that layer which you know uh much smarter people than me can explain uh, uh that whole um issue issues um And it was, you know, um, maybe not the most technical match on the card, but it doesn't have to be. You know, you mentioned Dusty Rhodes or, you know, heck, even, you know, and he's still kicking around Hulk Hogan. I mean, it wasn't because he was an excellent wrestler. Why, you know, everybody cared. Uh, I was a weird kid. I was a Ric Flair fan in the early 80s. So, you know, I, I'm just the exception that proves the rule though. Um they, just the energy in this match though, it was really fun to watch. And it's like, oh yeah, even though you watch, you know, these technically breathtaking matches or brutal matches, it's like this story, if it's told well, you can watch it over and over again.
1: I, I completely agree. I, I really feel like, uh, to, to coin a phrase from Colt Cabana, this was the art of wrestling on display. Uh, JV, Grado versus Shot Ambulance.
3: Uh, likewise, I had no exposure to either of these two wrestlers and, uh, you know, during the, so it, this is kind of at the, past the three hour point in the show, definitely. Um, and, this is, so at this point, my attention was kind of waning, so, but I, you know, I couldn't help but notice in the match, just, you know, why does everybody like this Grado guy? why why do I like this Grado guy so much? you that, know it's that's just the like... thing
1: that that's messing with me. I'm trying to figure it out like the la- last couple of days i've been like especially with him getting signed by t n a not just drew Galloway but Grado as well and and the thing that came out on Vice a few months ago I'm trying to figure out what it is yeah,
3: and I don't know and i i mean part of it i you know. Maybe some of it is the level of interactivity that he has with the fans in the building, yeah, and you know just you know part of the ma part of the beginning of the match he was kind of parading Shaw Samuels around and letting fans get chops in, Yeah. Um, you know it's a I mean little things like that that kind of make the experience of going to the live event worth it,
0: um yeah and it's uh, like like his catchphrase uh it's your cell uh which uh is just fantastic and and I know, can't
1: figure that out. What is uh, it's yourself?
0: Uh, I think he, he's technically he's saying. He's, apparently he said apparently I looked it up on Wikipedia. He said it, or I looked it up somewhere. Uh, he said it on on the art of wrestling that it. He's basically just saying it's yourself, and which is kind of like just saying, "Oh hey, uh, look who it is," uh, or you know, like look who it is, or if it isn't, you know, if it isn't you, like you're you're greeting somebody uh so it's yourself you know like he's just kind of greeting the audience like who look who it is like if it isn't you guys you know uh it's like uh just like a like a general greeting he's just saying it's yourself uh it's just like saying hey
1: scotland, scotland.
0: yes scotland. exactly scotland. and it's just how and and that feeds into like him just being this positive guy who just like Hey, if it isn't you guys, you know, and welcoming the audience and like connecting with the audience like he does so well. Um, uh, yeah, and it was just a really fun, uh, match and really, you know, Grado is fantastic. I will say the only part I didn't enjoy was the fact that, um, Shaw Samuel's tights were riding up ever so slowly up his right butt cheek. And I got to see way more of Shaw Samuel's right butt cheek than I ever wanted to. How uh, about uh, the would post-match
1: one. of this? The post-match. Uh, well, not really the post-match, but, but the finish and how it ended. Uh Martin Stone, uh, another competitor on TNA British Boot Camp. By the way, guys, if you're not aware, TNA is actually pretty big internationally, especially in the UK. Now you know. Uh <laughs> an, Another competitor uh, on, on British Boot Camp came in and cost Grado the match. And... Man, they were mad because uh, Martin Stone, like Shaw Samuels, was English, and n- now they they have they have an alliance of sorts, and that that's going to be fun to watch in, in this promotion and maybe in TNA as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and of course, uh, with the win, uh, fifty points to Hufflepuff. Um, I,
3: can I also say that I. Didn't really mean to keep count, but this was the fourth return that we got in the match. Yes. Um, the fourth time you got to hear the commentator say, We haven't seen this guy since, you know, this event way back when. And so yeah. at this point, it did kind of get a little old for me.
0: Especially this late in the show. But yeah, that, that finish kind of uh, sealed that. And then led into the main event uh, of the evening. Uh, ja- yeah, the, the ICW heavyweight title match, uh, pitting champion Jack Jester, uh, against challenger Drew, uh, once, uh, McIntyre Galloway.
1: Uh, also I just want to give a shout out to Billy Kirkwood because uh a couple of times during this match he he did slip up and say McIntyre yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then later on he said no 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 he's not McIntyre he left that slave name away back in the states a long time ago and yes. <laughs> this is something that, uh, that, that I enjoy when, when, uh, a wrestler leaves WWE and they, they go by a different name and they refer to it as their slave name. That just yes. tickles me to, to no end. Yes.
0: Uh, but yeah, Drew Galloway challenging for the ICW Heavyweight Championship contest. Uh, uh challenging the Biggest the-
1: match in Scottish wrestling history.
0: Yeah, Drew Galloway, Jack Jester. Uh, Natalie, well, what did you think of this main event?
2: Um, yeah, things got serious, didn't they? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: so, knowing what I know a little bit about ICW, th- this was definitely billed accurately. Uh, Drew, no secret, uh, is, is an ICW original, and he, he is, in, in a lot of ways, the the biggest success story. For professional wrestling in Scotland, uh, everyone knows his success in WWE, uh, and now in the Indies and Evolve and, and, you know, the Sapolsky first. And Jack Jester, a long time competitor in ICW, has held this championship for over a year. So this was, this was definitely a big deal in ICW lore.
0: Mm -hmm. So as you, as you were saying, Natalie,
2: it was it was a very very good match um i think you know even though it's a story you already know even though when they go into the false finishes which has been done to death um and what is it going to take to beat person x i don't know uh you know most famously or i should say most recently done at, you know uh Shawn Michaels, Undertaker is a good example of that, but it's been done to death a million times, but you don't care because the people in the ring, I've never, had never seen Jester before. Uh, he kind of reminded, got, gave me a little bit of a Mick Foley vibe a little bit. Don't know if that was just out of
1: I know. believe Billy Kirkwood did say that uh he McFoley was a big influence on Jack Jester. I believe he so, did say that in commentary. So
2: Yeah, so I was like just, you know, his look and uh coming in, you know, and not so much his style, but definitely his look um was McFoley esque. Um very
0: mankind color scheme.
2: Yes. Yes, with the the browny, greeny kind of, you know uh ring attire um, you know, uh, no mask though so didn't go full tilt but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed this match um, the crowd obviously they kind of, you know, still you know, three hours in you know, they were all in with this um, and they got they got a new champion and usually if it's a, a wanted result uh, which I think it was in this instance uh, yeah, they're happy. So yeah,
0: yeah, I, I did enjoy that. It, it at at one point it did become a proper uh, Scottish uh, pub brawl <laughs> because it got made their way over to to the pub uh, to, in the building, you know, and ran I, over I, the bar.
3: I
1: also want to give uh, another another extra point to to Billy Kirkwood, uh for for mentioning that this was in the the famed Barrelwoods Ballroom where uh, the the likes of iron maiden led zeppelin metallica the who had played and then he silently and reluctantly mentioned coldplay yeah. that that really cracked me up
0: yes and coldplay it's like i love that that that's funny uh JVZ, because it's coldplay cuz it's coldplay uh jvz what what did you think of this uh brawl um
3: it, i mean aside from the match which everybody is talked about and I, I agree with um, the you know, one of the sticking points that I have with certain wrestlers is that sometimes they you know they fail to bring the story into the ring with them and or you know they you know when they're wrestling they're kind of just focused on just the wrestling and not as much on the acting as they need to be and uh, in this case drew Galloway did an excellent job of conveying the kind of the emotions where like, this is my friend that I'm wrestling. And, uh, you know, it is, yes, it's, you know, how, how, what is it going to take to beat this guy? But also like, what am I going to have to do to my friend in order to make sure that he finally stays down? And I think that really came off, um, that came off well in this match, uh, a lot more so than I remember ever seeing any Drew McIntyre match play out. And maybe I just didn't pay attention enough before, um, but now that he's he, kind he of he didn't focal get point. much to work with. Yeah, he, he but, didn't. And, and
1: uh, as this is another one of those when I when I think of Drew Galloway, uh, I I bring up Robert Anthony and yeah. I say to myself, "What what happened? What happened?" Yes. Uh, he, he was there. He was yeah. signed. And then, I don't know. Because the dude's fantastic. Yes.
0: Uh, because... And
1: just to, to compound on what JV was saying, I think that the emotion re- was really told at the end of the match when it got to the finish where Drew was holding Jack Jester up and just said, Jack, stop! And then hit him with the the future shock DDT to, to get the win. And yes. he was basically just begging him, begging his friend to stay down and then yeah. hit him with the DDT.
0: Yeah. And it was, it was, it was well presented and it was the, the, the emotion of it was just like cool. Like, and I, I think, you know, the storytelling of wrestling uh really shown uh, in this, in this contest. Uh And it brought a good satisfying finish to a pretty, pretty, Darn good show, uh, right, Deej.
1: I, I completely agree. Uh, a lot of things that I really enjoyed about this show. Uh, it felt like it had a little bit of everything, which is always important uh, with a wrestling event, is that you've got a little bit of everything. It had some really tight athletic wrestling. It had some really strong feuds. It had women. It had men. Uh, It had a title match where there was a lot of really important stuff. Uh, It had Grado, who obviously is just huge in Scotland. And again, it had just a really great vibe that was so intense and fun and rebellious and anti-corporate wrestling. And if there's one thing that I love, it's anti-corporate wrestling. And uh, yes. once again, it was endearingly Scottish. It was it was <laughs> profane, but charming, yeah. which is I think is the best way to describe Scotland. In had
0: had quite a few had quite a few utterances of the word cunt, <laughs> which was you know that is profoundly just of that of there you know it's profoundly Scottish, uh, and it's it's just beautiful. Uh, Natalie, what, what would be your thoughts on the event overall?
2: I thought it, uh, it was a great event. I get, I understand now why people were saying, you know, uh, ECW like, I think it was a little bit, you know, more varied, uh, like you, uh, like was mentioned before, um, you know, they had it about three hours to play with, so they can go, um, you know and explore different aspects they had an intergender match they had um, you know your quote unquote x division match um you know they had a uh, you know some feuds either got excel- you know accelerated to a new point um or you know everything that you want in your uh if this is truly what they consider their wrestlemania to happen happened you know, cause WrestleMania, they say, is a, a reset, you know, or, you know, the culmination of everything. It is, but it's not. It's also points you to the next, you know, you know, 10, 11 months of where you're going to go next. So, um, I think they accomplished that and, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, JVZ, well, what did you think about the event overall?
3: I'm going to be honest here. I, uh, initially, by the end of the show, I was just I was kind of tired, and I was really pissed off at the muting for some reason, even though I know that it was <laughs> something that they had to do, and uh, you know. But I mean, the more you know, so coming into this podcast, I was you know like I kind of had a negative vibe with this, but the more and more I talked about you know all the different matches, the more I realized that there wasn't a whole lot bad. About this show and I just kind of let that one point just kind of poison the way I felt about the rest of the show, which is a shame because it was a really, really good show. And when it comes to showcasing, you know, like why, why it is you want to go to one of these indie shows, like this, you know, everybody, I, I can tell that everybody that went to that event had a fantastic time and, uh, and, you know, and I kind of wish it just wasn't that, you know, the translation of that, that, um, you know, the, the, that positive energy, you know, translated a little bit better to the online media form. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, it was, it was, you know, now I've got a little bit of a chance to kind of process it. I, I think it was a, it was a fantastic event and, uh, you know, the, People who put it on should be very proud of themselves. It sounds like, it feels like, you know, all the investment, you know, all the fan investment of energy and time and, um, and emotion, it it paid off. It was all worth it. Yeah, and, uh, it was, it, that's it, it that's it the a- most you can ask for in in their flagship show of the year.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a fantastic, uh, con, show, it was a fantastic fun. On the music front, I will say that I think
1: as, as a complete package, save for the issue with the music licensing, this was really a very good, complete package. Yeah. Also, because I always mention the, the play-by-play and the color commentary, Billy Kirkwood was very, very good. And also, he is such a perfect representation of ICW. He's got the wild long hair. He's wearing an ICW shirt and he's got a kilt. Like that, that's exactly yes. who I would expect to be the commentary, to be the commentator for ICW. He, he's, yes. he's perfect and he was fantastic.
0: Yeah. And there's some also other cool aspects on the music front though. We have the, the muting of the, the copyrighted music that they couldn't get. They do some do some cool stuff where they do work with, uh, uh, musicians and they do promote music. Uh, as a company, you know, by using musicians and licensing some, some cool songs, uh, there's some of the stuff that didn't get muted would be, uh, local musicians and musicians that they work with, uh, uh, which is really cool. And, uh, you know, it's tough cause like the, the, the whole like the you know, reincarnation of ECW, it is a tough. Uh, albatross to kind of throw on somebody. It's kind of like how anytime somebody throws, uh, an, an, an NBA player, you know, they're the next Jordan, you know, uh, yeah. or something like that, where it's like, well, I would say this, if I was compared to anybody else, I would say they're the first ICW, first of all. Uh, and I would say they're like kind of like the Scottish, the enduring, you know, the very Scottish, uh, pro wrestling gorilla. I would say if I would compare
1: them. Yeah, team. yeah, they, they are they are. I would just say they're they're the biggest wrestling promotion in Scotland, and honestly, that's good enough. Yeah,
0: that's, that's good enough. enough. They are the first ICW. Well, not the first ICW, but the first insane. You know, the first of themselves. Uh, you know, they are the first themselves. Uh, and that is more than you could really ask for, and that that's exactly what they deserve to be recognized as which is the first themselves
1: Uh, and the best thing i can say about icw is that everything felt genuine it did not feel forced it it felt genuinely like a wrestling promotion that truly believed in everything that they were doing and they weren't just doing it to be controversial yeah
3: Mm -hmm. genuine and unapologetic um not enthusiast
0: they didn't they weren't Unnecessarily controversial and trying to be in your face with being, uh, you know, controversial and uh, dirty and and vulgar, you know, like Penny and stocking with garter belt,
1: or freelance wrestling.
0: Though we did enjoy that show, let's not shortchange sure it. Uh, but yes, insane championship wrestling. We obviously you know, go check it out. Uh, it's InsaneWrestling.co.uk insane dot co InsaneWrestling.co.uk, um, and if you're you if them. you're
1: in Scotland or if you're in the UK, and Insane Championship Wrestling is coming to your area, just check them out. Check them out. I'm sure you can. You might you, see you, Nikki can, Storm. I mean, not yeah, just Grado, not just Drew Galloway. You might see Nikki Storm, and Nikki Storm is wonderful. See her before she gets swept up by NXT.
0: Yes, uh, and uh, you can have a few pints while you watch uh, Insane Championship Wrestlings, and you know what? Just like again, like. Pro Wrestling everybody's got a few pints in them. Uh, while they're while they're at the event. Uh, but check them out. And uh, another cool thing, they have their own quote unquote network. You six dollars. It's even cheaper than WWE Network. Six dollars. You can watch. You can marathon all of ICW for six dollars. Like like all of it. You can just watch. Every square go, I think, uh, a bunch of, like, just a bunch of it, and it, it's all there to your, you Jim know. Galloway has had
1: some really great promos.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is some fun stuff, uh, right there. I've watched one other event. I'm gonna watch the square go. I'm gonna watch other shows, you know, the various iterations of Spaceballs, <laughs> uh, the various episodes of Spaceballs. Uh, it is just fantastic. Uh, so go check out Insane Championship Wrestling. Uh. Go check
1: it out, you cunts! Yes. That's it. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. Let's wrap it up. Alright,
0: let's wrap it up. Uh, Natalie, what do you have to promote this evening?
2: What do I have to promote? How about uh, a little website called I H W E now.com and specifically their podcast. Uh, ihwe radio. Um, they will be doing their pro wrestling podcast. Um, but they're kind of focused on, uh, the past and present and future of Texas wrestling. Um, they've had recently, they've had Jim Cornette on, uh, Mick Foley, uh Gary Young, you know who that is uh they will be doing a podcast from c a c like they did last year, the cauliflower alley club um, but yeah, there two of my friends, uh Mike McCurdy and Joe souza, uh participate in that podcast um I think the most recent one they interviewed. Andrea the Giant and kind of got stories about her career and some opinions on what's currently happening in wrestling. So go check them out.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that, you know, as your are as they're the friends of yours, you don't hold their, uh, overt Texas-ness against them.
2: They're actually from Eureka, California. Uh, but they... <laughs> even better.
0: Even,
3: even better. better.
2: Right? That's where they live and work and, uh, but they... When I first got to know them, they were really interested in Texas wrestling, um, specifically the early 70s to the early 80s. That era. In um, fact, uh, Michael McCurdy is still working on a book that will focus on uh, world class, and of course the names that we we kind of know, like the Freebirds and uh, the Von Erichs, which I think ESPN did like a mini uh, 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh brought some things to light. Uh kinda wanted you or con- I wanted to know more, but uh yeah, so that is their passion is uh is that aspect of Texas wrestling. Uh and uh they do a great job.
0: Yes. Uh go check out that podcast. Uh JVZ. Speaking of Californians, J V Z, yeah. what what do you got going on in your neck of the woods?
3: Uh I have nothing to promote as always uh go back and watch or listen to the old jv do you want to do a podcast
1: of... do you want to do a podcast jv
3: sure all
1: right we'll do uh,
3: <laughs> that <laughs> that was very uh nondescript but to uh... add
1: to the to the 19 i have already
3: <laughs> yeah. the uh, yeah i go back and listen to all the old episodes of fanny pack wrestling that i was on and uh um
0: you might end up, uh, you know what? We'll, we'll promote DKT Welp cause, uh, maybe that podcast will come out.
3: <laughs> maybe that'll happen. Uh, yeah. And, uh, sure. But if it doesn't, you can, you can hear, uh, our good friend Brandon Cooper on episodes of shooting the shit with two nerdy black guys with DJM here. So, Yes. Um,
0: yes. And Halijuku, uh, as well. Uh, speaking of, uh, all of that goodness, Deej... What's going on over at DeltajuliaMike.com?
1: I've spent the last couple of days redesigning the website. Uh, so just go there. DeltajuliaMike.com.
0: Just look at uh, it.
1: Look. Look, at it. look. And, yeah, I'm doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Yes,
0: including the A3K podcast.
1: Oh, we don't have to go through it all, PD. They,
0: yeah, yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I will promote... uh so we like I said like I said before, we are on the this is the second and last episode of this season uh two weeks from now will be the season finale jury mania jury mania I will be well in two days, I will be heading to Texas, uh which is going to be crazy
1: yes, uh, chat realm it's pretty much me, natalie and j v z are the only ones that are not going to South by Southwest.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I did not go to the, the South by Southwest. But I, I'm sure they all had fun. I'm I, I am a little bummed I didn't get to hang out with them. But I will be going to South by Southwest Music for a bunch of stuff. But also beyond that, in two weeks, Jury Mania. Uh It will be Rick Foster, Mitzula, the Mike Rula, uh, Justin Robert Young, and myself in the Bay Area for indie wrestling craziness uh, and we will be live in two weeks on here to talk about and recap all of that craziness uh is that
1: streaming we'll, p d is that gonna we'll be streaming I will, like like all, any of it all of it that weekend
0: i'm it's it's all w w n live stuff it's all the Sapolsky verse, so I'm gonna okay. say yes, okay all right you can catch it all on our paper so
1: like i'll i'll before. I'll watch it and then I'll try and get into. Yes, uh, we
0: will have you, we'll, we'll get all together, we'll t- bring you in remotely, and we'll be doing that two weeks, Jury Mania, season finale, uh, of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast, season finale, and it will be a lot of fun. Also check out Record Breakers this week, where we're gonna talk about Epic High, who I'm going to see in a few days, uh, all the other things, rally.net for this and the other shows, uh, you can also check out Fanny Pack on the freaking awesome network. Uh, you know, if you're not already there, go out and give us a shout out and give us some good words. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, subscribe, like, share, comment, do all the things. Until next time, hasta los huevos, ya cunts.